This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to episode 131. My name is Carl Valeri and I'll be your host today. This is the podcast where we try to get you to pursue your dream and your career in aviation or whatever career you actually choose, no matter what it is. But I know you're here because you're considering a career in aviation. We love to inspire you to move forward in your career and take that one step every day towards your career goal. Well, we have uh, an interesting uh, question and answer session today. And uh, But before we get started with that, there's a couple of announcements I have. I know we talked about the scholarships guide, and there was a little confusion by somebody, so I want to straighten this out real quickly. The 2017 scholarships book is out in Amazon in the iBook store. We're going to put it in other ones. If you have suggestions, by the way, if you read other formats, let us know. Uh, we're no longer doing the PDF format. We've uh, had some complaints as far as the formatting, etc. I have to say that uh, we can't compete with Amazon or the iBook store as far as formatting. So we're going to leave it in that format. And, of course, for members, they can actually look at the online directory. So here's the here's the little bit of confusion here. What we do is we publish the scholarships guide every year, 2015 and four, uh, 16 and 17. Uh, the 2017 guide is out, so we no longer update the 2016 book. That book is out on Amazon. You can purchase that, and we're going to soon have it so that it always links over the 2017 book. But throughout the year, we make occasional updates to the 2017 guide. The way that we do those updates is from the online directory. The online directory is where the, the people that are, I'm working with actually put the information into. And that's where the, the members of Aviation Careers Podcast get to look at that. They actually get to see uh, the, the current directory, the current listing of all the, pod, of all the scholarships. We add maybe a few every month. Sometimes we add a dozen in a month. But that's actually the, the best way if you are a member and you want to take a look at it. That's the best way to look at it is from that viewpoint because it has all the information. Now, as far as membership is concerned, we have a lot of new things coming forward. By the way, membership is $10 per month, and it's $100 for the whole year. So you get two months free if you do a whole year. There's a couple new things in the in the uh, as a premium member, a paid member, you get the Advanced Holding Patterns video series. That was once a video series that we had just for purchase on Expert Aviator. We have that there. We also have the entire Aviation Scholarships online directory. Uh, and, of course, if you pay for that monthly access, you get access to that online directory. Uh, also, the Pilot Jobs Book video course, the Practical Guide to Winter Flying, Flying IFR Safely this Summer, Thunderstorms, Hazards, and Avoidance, and other instructional videos and lectures. So you get all those things included in membership. Go to the membership page, take a look at all those uh, different items. The first video is always free. So you can actually look at the first video. If it's something you're interested in, you can actually buy maybe a month's membership if you just want to watch one of the videos or consider doing an annual membership. Membership, by the way, helps us. People ask about sponsorship. You can always sponsor the a podcast and an episode. Send us an email, feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. But... If you want to help us out, become a member. What that does, it enables us to add more hours to the people that are actually putting scholarships into the directory and us to add more videos. So that's a great way to help out the podcast. As far as the book is concerned, and again, going back, uh, we had this question in the Amazon store. 
If you purchase the 2016 uh, scholarships guide, we update that throughout the year of 2016. When you purchase the 2017 guide, we update that throughout 2017. So we stop updating 2016 and we start doing the 2017. So the 16 guide is for 2016, the 17 guide is obviously for this year. So uh, so let's do that. Let's take a look at that. And, uh, and if you have any questions there, let me know. Uh, of course, members get to look at the online directory, which is where we pull all the information to put in the book format. Again, the book format's uh, doing a much better job at Amazon and in iTunes. So any, uh, hopefully it's not confusing to you, but again, the book, it's 2017, 2016. We stop updating the 2016, and we put out the 2017. And it's as simple as that. And members, of course, obviously, they get to look at the whole online directory. Uh, so let's move on to, actually, we have a question, interesting question here uh, from somebody. And uh, and actually, uh, let's take a look here. Oh, here it is. It says, um, hi, uh, Aviation Careers podcast team. I left a comment before about how much I appreciate the podcast. And it's helping me personally with my aviation goals. I wanted to follow up on episode 108, interviewing Lenny, Lenny Premack. The episode was just so inspiring for me personally. I was wondering if there is any way to contact Lenny directly with more questions about his journey on becoming a pilot and also any insight he can give me. Thanks to everyone on the team. Aviation is becoming a reality in my life. Well, thanks for that question. And of course, if if you want a one-on-one coaching, we do that with a lot of the guests. But and if you have a guest that you want to ask a question, just send it to feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. We will forward your question onto that guest. But today, actually, interestingly enough, we have Lenny with us today to answer this question. And Lenny's going to talk a little bit about following up. Hey, Lenny, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carl. Hi, hello, listeners. Uh, glad to be back on the podcast. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, answer this person's question. Uh, of course, we do. Uh, if you write into the podcast, we keep everything your personal information confidential. So if you send us a feedback, there's a lot more to this question. Uh, personal information. If, if you have that personal information, we'll forward it on. You can have a one-on-one discussion either through our coaching ser- uh, services or through emailing with some of the guests that we have on here. But Lenny, uh, this individual here, he's uh, he has some challenges and wanted to follow up. Uh, if you could just uh, give us a little bit of information on on uh, what his challenges were and, and the advice you had had given him. Right. So, um, well, thank you for your question, uh, listener. I think, uh, and uh, basically, what what he asked was um, basically advice on how to start uh, your career. Um, there are some variations of how you could start. Perhaps you could do. You know, one time a week, one lesson a week, or do do accelerated training. For me, so his question was whether to do you know one lesson a week and how to get the money for the lessons and uh, basically the the regular stuff that I never had to actually deal with. Uh, But he got me thinking, and um, from my view, I'm a big fan of accelerated training. Um, So. What I would recommend to anybody who wants a career in aviation is to save enough money, at least for your private, save enough money, save about, I would say ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. I'm not sure how much it is these days, but it's, I believe it's about ten or $15,000. And of course, there are scholarships that are available uh, that you can apply for to offset some of that or all of that maybe 
especially with the uh, with the scholarships guide. So, so basically, what I would recommend for anybody is to set aside three weeks that where you would immerse yourself in aviation and nothing else, where you would have your money saved up and you go to one of these accelerated programs and get it done and get it done in the three weeks as, as quickly as possible. They, uh, I went the other way and I can tell you it takes, if you do it one lesson a week, it'll take you, uh, well, an average person, it'll take a year to do it because the problem is most climates, when you do it one time a week, that one time either the plane is on maintenance or the instructor isn't available or you get sick or the weather gets bad, something, something happens and then you wind up getting one lesson every two weeks on average. And, you know, after that one lesson and the two weeks goes by, the, the time you come in again, you're basically starting from scratch. So I do not recommend going the uh, that way. The only other thing that I can suggest uh, aside from the accelerated program is kind of to make your own accelerated program, which means you got to do a little bit of networking. If you can find an instructor with a free three weeks a private instructor with a plane or the plane that has no other commitments other than you for the lap for the three weeks and the instructor who you like, who can devote the three weeks to you, you can make your own accelerated program that you can do basically by yourself. And uh, my personal experience, my private training took about 85 hours and I did it on weekends, you know, while working. And uh, I did. I try to do two lessons a week, but it wound up wound up being one lesson a week due to airplane availability, instructor availability, sicknesses, weather issues. So when you're doing on average one 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 flight a week and you're not like immersed in it, the problem is that again by the time that week goes by, a lot of your knowledge goes out the window because you are just you know you've been a week away from it and you know you're just starting a lot from you're just going backwards a lot for every step two steps you're going forwards you're going one and a half steps back which I don't I I I I just did not uh, it, that was not just not for me and that experience I want to repeat so when I went for my instrument rating after my private. I knew I wanted to get an instrument immediately. So after I got my private, I actually networked a little bit, which is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I networked with people around me and I found a private instructor and he had a plane that he had access to. And then I took a little vacation from my work and I got my instrument rating done in two weeks and 42 hours, which is pretty much the minimum you can do. And that is... Uh, way below average of what people do an instrument rating with. And that was some of the best training that I've ever done. And that's what I would recommend. Accelerated, whether it's a, uh, a school that does these things every day, which is all great, or if you can find an instructor in a plane that's available uh, basically for your uh, – to make your own, basically, to make your own accelerated training, basically by uh, by getting an instructor and a plane that are available uh, on uh, four or five times a week for you to fly. Build your own accelerated training program. I think that's a great idea, Lenny, and it's uh, not just for the person looking at this as a career, but uh, even a hobbyist. I mean, you wind up spending a lot of money getting your certificate like you did. I mean, with the 85 hours, uh, that, that took a while. And, and, you know, I did the same. I mean, I was moving around. I had a job, and uh, there were some realities there. 
uh, saving up and not having those lulls are, are a great idea. Uh, as far as the training is concerned, it's one of those skills that, you know, you, you forget things so quickly, especially in the beginning when you just start out and you're just trying to learn any new skill, not just this, but any new skill. So I think that's a, some really good advice. If you're somebody who just can do it once a week or et cetera, uh, yeah, you're going to actually make the flight school and the instructor quite a bit of money because they're going to have you around a little bit longer. Uh, it's going to be over a period of time. Uh, but I think that's some terrific advice uh, to this individual and to everybody is to try to get in as many lessons, two, three lessons a week, if you can do it every day a week. That would be awesome. And you said you did the instrument. Now, you did that in a in a matter of how many weeks again? Yeah, I did it within – I don't remember exactly. It was, it was either two or three weeks. Uh, but again, I did not have any, I just did it immersed, immersed in it with, uh, instructor, with the instructor who just had me as a student and I did it in two, it, it, I think it was like two and a half weeks and 42 hours and the minimum is 40 hours. Wow. So it's pretty much right at minimums, which again, in New York area, that's very, very unusual where you get that, uh, that that training first uh, for that that close to minimums. Usually, I, I think that these numbers usually you get uh, instrument rating in 50, 55 hours on average, maybe even more in New York area. Yeah, and that's that's very true. I mean, I was I did exactly what you said in my instrument. I went out there and banged it out. Uh, I went every single day, and I was able to get it very quickly. Uh, big difference. Uh, I know it costs a lot of money up front, but boy, in the long run, you save a lot, and your training you remember a lot more. It's more intense training. But uh, great, great question, uh, Elenia. Thanks for answering that question for him. And and if he has any others, or anybody else has any other questions. Please send them in to feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. We can send them all off to Lenny and uh, anybody else that you have questions for on the podcast. Lenny, thanks for doing that. Um, also, what's interesting about your journey, journey uh, through your aviation career is you've been through so many uh, different challenges. In episode 108, you talked about it, coming to this country, uh, different language, you know, different country, and, and actually making it in a career and then making it in an aviation career. And recently you've had some other challenges that you wanted to talk about and give some advice to people using that example. So, Lenny, if you want to, just kind of walk us through what those challenges were and, and what recently happened and, and what advice you have for people. Right. Um, before I go into that, just uh, one more uh uh, one more issue about uh, about training. Um, the listener had another question about oh, loans, okay. and um, I am not a big fan of loans. I'm not a big fan of debt. I would say, um, but again, everybody's everybody's different. Everybody's uh, risk tolerance is different. Uh, everybody's financial situation is different. I was lucky enough to be able to save money quickly and get that uh, get that training quickly. But again, it, that may not be for everybody. But uh, the the key is just to get immersed and get it done. And uh, there are there's also another issue with that that if you get done in the minimum amount of time, you may not be proficient at the end of the day. For example, when I got my instrument in 42 hours. I was not going to fly, you know, into 
thunderstorms and icing and terrible weather and go down to minimums the first time. But I'm a big fan of getting your certificate as quickly as possible and then getting some real experience with that same instructor, which is definitely what I did. And the difference is that when you already have your certificate, every flight does not become a check ride. Every flight is, is immediately becomes a pleasure flight because you're not under the gun. You got all of your, your all of your things done. Uh, there is not there is no sign offs to be gotten at the end of the flight. There is no check ride to prepare for. You're just getting experience and getting uh, g- getting safe getting safe and learning to actually use your certificate, which is a lot better than being under the gun for a check ride or anything like that. If I, if I can add to that, too, it, another thing to do is if you haven't flown IFR in a while, get in a simulator and do some flying and grab an instructor and go out and jump in the airplane and do some actual flying. Uh, it really is a good review, especially when you're getting ready to uh, get, go to an interview. Is Get up there in the airplane, get in the simulator, do those procedures that you would normally get in the airplane if you can't do it in the airplane, and, and prepare yourself for flying IFR, because that's actually one of the largest deficiencies uh, amongst the regionals, especially with the new rules where they, they want more hours, not necessarily IFR flying hours, uh, within the FAR limitations on the new ATP rules. So. Good stuff, Lenny. I really appreciate that. And thanks again for, for adding that other comment into the question. But anyway, yes. getting back to your yep, challenge, yep. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Um, it's amazing how uh, after all these years, you know, I'm, I, I would say I'm mid-career at this point, or I should be mid-career. Um, I've, always, I've always had challenges. And the key is everybody has challenges. And everybody has different types of challenges. The key is how you deal with them. For example, um, I don't want to go to too much in the specifics. Uh, I got into uh, my first uh, regional airline, well, my, my only regional airline. I know, Carl, you had many regional airlines. <laughs> Not on purpose either. <laughs> yes, yes. I, uh, I, I got into my, my first regional airline. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I, got, I got in there. Just as things are started going bad for that airline, and we had nothing but a string of bad news ever since I joined. Uh, but I'm I'm loyal. I love the job. I love you know things. Uh, things will turn around eventually, uh, somehow, some way. I'm an eternal optimist, uh, but I'm also you know a realist. So I have you know as my com- computer programming career, I have my backup. So unfortunately, what what turned out to be, you know, a promise two and a half year, three year upgrade turned into a uh, turned into ten years of uh, sitting in the right seat and uh, not even being number one on the seniority list. And um, so, uh, unfortunately, that's been a setback. Uh, but what you got to remember is that you're still in that cockpit. You still, you're still, you know, the view is fantastic. And I really enjoy flying. If I didn't enjoy flying, I would not have been doing this for like for 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 much for much beyond five years. I'd say I'm I'm still here because I really 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 enjoy flying. And um, yeah, and that's and and that's you know it's it's kind of a it's a big setback that in my career that I'm still here in the right seat. Uh, as a matter of fact, people in my seniority, the first person to get the upgrade, but he got the upgrade in, of all places, Cleveland, 
which is our most senior base, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I'm sure you, uh, I'm sure you know about this, Carl. That 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 that's very surprising. Wow. And and what's interesting is you, you keep talking about upgrade, and and there was it's exactly ten years. Is that right now uh, that you've been in the right seat? Uh, it's a little bit under ten years. Yeah, um, June, I, I was hired in June of seven, and uh, I guess nine and three quarters. Years. So there's so, a lot of other people in that situation, but they, they're, there they're thinking, "Gosh, you know, how do I, how do I keep a positive attitude?" And boy, you, you sure do that. You uh, you obviously love your job. Yes, uh, yes, I do. And there are people, you know, at least I'm on the on the uh, uh, on, on the higher tier of the seniority list. There are people who got stuck on reserve and they've been on reserve for five years. Uh, which is, I think, a, a fate worse than mine if, at this point. I would say, <laughs> even though you may get more money, but your my schedule is still pretty good. So at least I'm I'm stuck at that level as opposed to any other level. So um, I've got a, so I've got a few thousand hours. I've got um, uh, I've got ten years in the right seat. Uh, so I. Um, this at some point last year, I decided that I'm going to try to get on with a major airline, and uh, my situation is unique as, as pretty much everybody's situation. But my situation, I have a one-year-old daughter who I absolutely adore, and my wife who I absolutely adore. And the number one issue for me is quality of life. So I wanted to get on with a major airline that I that 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 affords me the quality of life, which means there's a base I could hold that's close to my home. Unfortunately, I'd have to commute, but the bases would be would be as close to the as, as close to home as as easy commute as possible, and uh, flexible work rules that allows me to drop and pick up trips as I choose. So I chose that major airline that I wanted to go to. And uh, I found out that I have a couple of people that actually work for that airline, and, uh, and that airline has a recommendation system that actually uh, works where an internal, internal, internal recommendation will get your resume on the top of the pile, which what I, I've done that, and I've gotten an interview at that major airline, and uh, I've been, I, I have to say, you know, not toot my own horn, I've been pretty successful, uh, even though I had to, I, I had a lot of challenges. At the end of the day, I was successful at everything pretty much I wanted to put my, uh, put my mind to, which is pretty much accessible to anybody. If anybody put their mind to something, they will get it at the end of the day. But again, it wasn't uh, much, it, it wasn't, it isn't without the challenges. Unfortunately, I went on the interview and unfortunately they said, thanks, but no thanks. And to uh, reapply in six months, which was very demoralizing. Um, they, I mean, the, the one thing that uh, they're really, they're really, they tend to be really picky. It's still kind of get like getting a lottery, winning a lottery ticket to get one of these uh, jobs at major airlines these days. The pilot shortage did not hit, definitely did not hit there yet. Uh, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I'm looking forward to having a little bit more of a uh, uh, more less competitive environment. But just to um, what happened was they uh, there were 16 people that were on the interview. They only took five. Out of sixteen people, so it's uh, the chances were pretty low to begin with. But I, I did my. The one thing that I always do, 
for these critical life events, I prepare. For every check ride, I feel like I was overprepared. For every, you know, every decision, I was, you know, I was overprepared for the decision. And when things, you know, you needed to get on an interview or uh, or a training event or some kind of uh, some kind of issue that came up, I felt like I was very well prepared. I went and I did the interview prep. I, uh, I'm always keeping up to date on things. I read magazines. I listen to podcasts. I read the manuals. I do all of that stuff. And I felt when I went into that interview, every question that I've uh, that they've asked me, I've went through that question, and I felt like I was uh, I was I was very well prepared. So it came as a shock to me when they said thanks, but no thanks. I have a few ideas. I mean, well, my answers weren't perfect, and uh, I I mean I don't know maybe. Uh, that particular airline, you need consent of everybody th- who saw you uh, that to agree. Maybe somebody just didn't like something about me, which I really can't control. Or maybe uh, uh, there was one person I didn't meet who was in the interview panel, and I was in the bathroom at that time when he introduced himself. You know, things like that you can't control. Or maybe maybe uh, my view of the interview was totally different what, uh, from theirs, which it's, it's interesting because I've interviewed on the tech field. I've interviewed hundreds of people. So I kind of know what the interviewers are looking for. So uh, to this day, I mean, it was, it was about uh, three weeks ago when that happened. To this day, I don't know why what happened. I'm trying to get, um, get people that work there to get me some feedback. But so far, I haven't gotten it yet. Um, and also, the people that I know, one of the people who I know on the, at that airline was in recurrent training and he talked to the panel that interviewed me or at least some of them just to talk me up and yes so when when that and thanks but no thanks happened it was uh, it was very demoralizing but uh the key is i still have a job i still have a job that i love i can reapply in six months and hopefully i can uh, actually get the interview right at the six month mark and that's what some people recommended just to talk to talk to them uh, four months into it make sure that you got your scheduled right at six months so six months will go by by quick i i will hopefully learn from my mistakes and uh, just try it again uh, but the key is everybody's got failures of some kind. This was not a failure. Some one person didn't like me or whatever, whatever happened. It's, it's not something to dwell on. It's, it's something just to, um, it's kind of just life goes on and things will turn around and, uh, you, you just uh, you, you just do what what is right as an integrity doing what's right is is what I what I try to uh, try to do even after a setback. Well, that's a that's a great uh, way to be, Lenny. I think everybody should be that way, and integrity is very important. I like the fact that you you're keeping your head up and you're moving forward. And those people that are listening now that have gone through the same thing, I, I hope they're feeling some encouragement by your story because, you know what, we, we've all had those those type of setbacks. But, but what's really important is it's what you do after the setback that sets you apart. I think that what you, you should do and, and what everybody else should do is, is study and move forward. And you never know. It, it, what's interesting in an interview process, like you said, it could have been just somebody that, that just didn't like you, didn't like your hair, didn't like whatever it is. And, and you didn't make it through that process. Also, one more thing. 
there's a lot of people, especially at well, every airline that I've ever done interview preparation for, is they love to see you come back. If you haven't made it on the first interview, you have six more yes. months usually, the next interview. I, had, I know somebody who actually tried three times, didn't get it on the fourth try, was able to make it into the airline that he wanted. So that is actually something that's really encouraging. So if at first you don't succeed, definitely try, try, try again. And I think you obviously agree with that, Lenny. Oh, absolutely. If uh, basically I'm a big subscriber to uh, uh, to the to, to this, so you don't win a game, you don't play. So you have to play the game. I think that's very true. Hey, Lenny, you know when you were talking, it's interesting what you were saying about upgrading. Uh, you know, amongst the regionals, uh, we're seeing a lot of shortages in in pilots, and you're seeing people bail out of certain regional airlines and going to other ones where, say, they need their PIC time or pilot in command time. And what they're yes. doing is they're leaving and going to other places. And, and we know, uh, you know, I know a few people there. Is that something you'd consider? And also, uh, do you have some examples of people who have done that? And how has it worked out for them? Unfortunately, I don't have an example of that. Uh, my personal situation is that I really am not uh, – as of right now, I mean, if our airline does shut down, you know, uh, I would have to review after six months when I actually start losing my currency. I, I would have to review that decision. But for now, for my particular case, I don't see myself going to the bottom of the seniority list in another regional airline. So that's something important you just said. I mean, before, let's let's talk about that quality of life. Uh, you know, people always ask me why I'm not a captain right now. Boy, I tell you what. My lifestyle is awesome. I can do the podcast. I get the days off I want. I don't even need vacation. I take one vacation a year, and that's for sun and fun because I love sun and fun. And uh, I want to make sure I get it off. But otherwise, you know, when you get super senior in a seat and in a base, you sometimes stay there because quality of life is very important. And as a senior pilot, and I'd like you to answer this as far as your airline, but I know at our airline, as a senior pilot, you can make a lot of extra money even just like say picking up trips or doing some extra reserve days or you can get you know time and a half or double time I, i'm assuming that your airline does the same oh yeah we have time and a half pretty much constant so if you uh if you live on if you live on base and you're senior you can make uh i, I see people my seniority they're making 130 140 hours which is you know that's uh it's it's not it's 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 not. Uh, it's high five figures you can make as a senior first officer at the regional. Yeah, and and what's interesting is this: what you just said, 140 hours. I think some people are are asking themselves right now in their head that can't be true because you can only work about 100 hours in a month. How yeah, is, how do they do that? Pay okay, so it's paid yeah. time is what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, you you can only fly 100 hours, but you can also you know you, if you pick up. At 150 a time and a half, you know, your credits are – if you fly 100 hours, you're flying 150 hours actually. Or you're getting paid 150 hours. Right. And that's important to know. We have the, – the most I've ever seen, I saw someone do 200 hours in a month and that was through doing a vacation and then adjusting a schedule and picking up. But he was like the number one first officer and that's pretty incredible. That's well over double what you'd be making normally. 
the, and that's a, a great example of how you can make extra money. I know we were going to do a whole episode on how you can make extra money. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that in, on another episode because we don't kind of running out of time. But but Lenny, this has been awesome. You're you're bringing your your story forward and also answering one of our listeners' emails. And by the way, if you're listening right now, send us emails feedback at Aviation Podcast. I'll forward it to Lenny, uh, and he'll answer those questions. But any before we close out, is there any additional advice you have or anything you want to close with before we before we end the podcast? If someone's listening right now and has gone through uh, the, this, these type of challenges? Yeah, uh, I would say the number one thing is know your goal, convert that into a to-do list, or at least you have first few steps that are, that are, that are on your to-do, and don't give up. Just do those steps and don't be overwhelmed. It's not like you don't have to do all the steps because uh, as the last few years, last three years of my life has been very tough, and uh, it just shows you no matter what you plan, life will throw a wrench into all those plans, and you have to replan everything. So right now, all I do is I have a goal, and I have a first few steps that I do for that goal. But the bottom line, as as, as you, Carl, Carl, you, you keep saying it at the end of every podcast. At the end of every day, you, sh- you just have to ask yourself, what have I done today to, to further my goal? Have I done that first step? Have I done that second step? What could I do better? Uh, it's, uh, if, if, if you don't do anything, you're, the, you're your number one advocate because nobody is going to bring you things on a silver platter. You have to – I mean I, I, keep doing, I keep saying that. Maybe it's a little bit of a strong word, but you have to fight for yourself because if you don't fight for yourself, nobody's going to fight for you. That's some great advice, Lenny, and gosh, I really appreciate your coming here today, and we'll definitely have Lenny back on again to talk about his his challenges, his career, and I really admire you for, for what you're doing and, and your, your continued stance and your perseverance and persistence, and that's, that's really key. Well, Lenny, thanks again. Uh, we'll definitely have you on uh, in the future, and any questions, of course, go to Feedback at Aviation Careers Podcast. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. And uh, just, you know, one thing I want you to remember is that you're going to have setbacks in whatever you do. If you've had a setback, do me a favor, rewind this. Go back to the beginning and listen to it. Listen to Lenny's story. And I'm sure you can relate to, to what he's been through. And and we've all been through it. And, but any, Lenny is a real good example of somebody who, who has persevered. And do me another favor, just like Lenny said. Do something now. Do something today to move forward in your career. Take that one small step. Take a giant leap. Whatever it is, move forward in your career by listening to these podcasts, reading books, talking to people, doing that interview preparation. Something today. Do it now. We'll talk to you the next episode and safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.